0: I'm so glad you've come to join us for Christmas Eve, and you were the smart ones. You came to the tropical service, because it'll be 16 degrees when you walk out. The folks that come to the next service, it'll be 12 when they leave, so kudos to you for planning ahead. So glad that you're here, and so glad we can celebrate the story together, what God has done for us. It was in the video, Deb and Katie read it, but I want to read again from Luke chapter 2. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. And suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Do you ever find yourself just bursting into song? Like you're a cast member in Oklahoma or a high school musical or Zombies or something. Anybody here just, all right, Well, I, that shocks me, Katie. <laughs> I'm glad to see that you, are, you have kindred spirits here in the room. I feel like I sing a lot, like I sing in the shower, I sing in the car, and just a quick aside, if you pull up beside somebody and they're singing in the car with their window down, do you make eye contact? Or do you respect the song and just let them sing? I, I don't know. I try to remember to put my window up. Sometimes I sing in the morning to annoy my bed, my boys if I don't think they've gotten out of bed in an expeditious fashion. Like sing, them, sing to annoy them. And I have people in my fa- house who sing as well. We like to sing, but I don't remember ever just bursting into song. I've never been known to start just singing in the rain. I don't do that. I don't know how to tap dance at all. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe I'd sing more if I knew how to dance. I was watching a couple of different, I have watched a couple of different shows on Apple TV. One was a series and one is a Christmas movie. And the premise of both is that cynical, jaded New Yorkers somehow find themselves in a musical. So as they're going through the course of a normal day, people just break into song about what they're ordering for lunch or whatever it is. But these characters, it's not like a musical where people sing as part of the story. These people are aware that they're in a musical. So the music starts, and these New Yorkers are like, no, 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 not another song. We don't, George, kill the spotlight. We don't need a spotlight. But then the people sing the songs. And of course, by the end of the show, it's the songs that change their lives, it's the songs that change their world, and they've learned to sing along. Well, over the last three Sundays at Clear Creek, we've looked at the songs of Christmas recorded in the Gospel of Luke, where the internal soundtrack that was background music to the lives of Zechariah and Mary and a man named Simeon, that song changed. They learned a new song because of the coming of Jesus. They learned songs of hope and victory and joy. So today we're going to wrap up the songs of Christmas with the fourth song. It's actually the third chronologically in Luke. And that is, of course, the song of the angels. Glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth. Goodwill toward men. A song that erupted unexpectedly because the angels simply couldn't keep it in. And I hope it's a song we all learn to sing at Christmas time. Now, I don't know what your image of angels is. You know, we're surrounded by the popular Christmas ornament, wings, halos, harps, sweet little rosy cheeks. But you know, the Bible represents angels as terrifying, overwhelming creatures, so mighty they were often mistaken for gods. The Bible also describes angels who serve different functions. There are some who serve as kind of the heavenly choir, the heavenly praise band, forever proclaiming God's beauty and power and worthiness in worship. Those are the singers But there are also angels who are described as performing various functions in the presence of God. Worker bee angels who just take care of things that need to be done. Then there are messenger angels like Gabriel who are sent to to deliver words from God. And then I think probably the largest number are the ones called the hosts of heaven. The armies of God sent to combat evil, to enact God's will on earth. They're guardians of all that's good in God's good creation. I'm not talking about Christmas ornament angels. I'm not talking about a cherubic choir. I'm talking about special ops warriors, fierce and strong. Not the kind of angels you would expect to break into a production number just because a baby has been born. So what was it about baby Jesus that caused them to pierce the night sky with uncontrollable hallelujahs? I mean, just think about everything the angels have seen. They've been around since before time. So they were there. They watched in awe and wonder as by God's spoken word, the laws of physics and chemistry and biology all came together and the universe sprang to life they were witnesses as God knelt in the dust and breathed his image into mankind. Little bearers of his image set free to walk the earth. They were there when he unleashed the floodgates to cleanse the world and call his people back to faithfulness. They, were, they saw him part the Red Sea and deliver his people. They saw him rout vast armies with little tiny forces against innumerable odds. They were there as he orchestrated the rise and the fall of kingdoms, always moving toward the fulfillment of a promise that he made to Abraham. And there's no record in scripture of anywhere that they saw something that God had done and they broke the fourth wall. They entered the bounds of our attention to say, Wow, did you see that? Did you see the amazing thing God has done? But on this night, they did. Because the birth of Jesus was unlike anything they'd ever seen before. As Almighty God confined himself to human flesh. In the book of 1 Peter, written by Peter, he said that God had a plan from the beginning, which he foreshadowed through the words of the prophets. And he says even the prophets didn't fully understand everything that they were writing and what it meant for you someday. He said, but they were faithful in passing along the songs of a coming Savior. And Peter says the end result of that plan is grace like the universe has never seen, resulting in the salvation of our souls, the forgiveness of our sins, the reconciliation of a broken relationship with our Heavenly Father. And he said this plan was so mysterious, so beautiful, so inscrutable, that even the angels longed to look into these things. They longed to see how God could accomplish such a great healing of the rift created by sin. So when God entered this world, a world wrecked and wrecked by sin and strife and disease and death, he didn't come to punish and to purge. He came to serve and to save. He didn't come in wrath and fury and might, but in humility Weakness, vulnerability. He was the embodiment of grace, wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a bed of straw. And the angels couldn't help themselves. They rolled the windows down and they sang. What a wonderful God. What a wonderful thing He has done. And do you understand He's done it for us? I mean, do you see it? Do you marvel? Are you overwhelmed by grace? Luke's story continues with the shepherds leaving that place and finding the baby just as been told. And you know what they did when they found him? They too sang a song of worship because the angel's song had changed their world. But do you hear it? Do you marvel? Are you overwhelmed? By grace if not let's leave the manger leave the rosy glow of a hallmark Christmas and zoom forward 33 years to a cross just outside Jerusalem where the embodiment of grace wasn't swaddled and wrapped and carefully laid but stripped and nailed and hung He came to serve and to save, and he showed us just exactly what that meant by willingly dying on a Roman cross, body broken, blood shed as a complete and perfect sacrifice to cover the debt of our sins. Do you see him there? Do you marvel? Are you overwhelmed at the expression of his grace? The song of the angels was a song of worship. And it's one I hope we all learn to sing. Glory to God in the highest. To God be the glory. Great things he has done. But it's also a song of invitation. Peace on earth. Not peace for earth. Not peace with earth. But peace with God while we are still on this earth. To all who enter into his plan for salvation and forgiveness by embracing the son. So we're going to spend a few minutes in quiet meditation. I encourage you to take your communion the bread and the juice if you don't have any it's on the table in the back you can go get some and see past the baby and the star and the mangers and all the beautiful things and look at the cross and and take the bread his body pierced and broken take his Take the juice, his blood, signifying the covenant of peace has been paid. And in this place, see him, marvel at his grace. And may it cause your hearts to erupt in a song of worship. Let's pray. Father, we are so grateful that Jesus came to earth Emmanuel, God with us to fully identify and sympathize and understand and enter into our humanity yet without sin, without violation of the covenant of your standards of purity. God, we thank you that he came. But more than that, we thank you for why he came. To make it possible for all of us to have peace with you on earth. God, open our eyes to truly see your son. Open our ears to hear the angel's song, to hear your greatness being praised, but also your grace being extended. And God, may we not reject so great a gift this Christmas season. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.